And now, a Blaze Media podcast. So, welcome to Chewing the Fat. Now, I'll begin today with, you know, it's sad news, but it's not sad news. All right? It, the Golden Globes has been postponed. Now, you think to yourself, well, but are they going to do it at all? Well, they say yes. Uh, they've taken over the date that the Oscars were going to originally be on, uh, February 28th. So it's supposed to still happen, just not the first part of January. And I know, I know that you were (laughs) so looking forward to the first Sunday in January, kicking off the awards season with the golden globes, you're just going to have to wait for, you know, a couple of months until the award season gets kicked off. And I know, I know, I know, I know, dry your eyes, but just know that Tina Fey and what's her name? Amy Poehler, both are hilarious, uh, are going to be the hosts of the show. So you know it's gonna be funny. Music ended. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just going through my my Pinterest account, looking at new gym outfits under the ideas and gym outfits heading. And most of what I'm seeing so far, as I scroll through, yeah, they don't look like they'll fit. <laughs> so maybe I have to go to the special fat guy section in Pinterest to find some gym outfits. But uh, very disappointing. I'll just click out of Pinterest and just get by that. Uh, for my daughter today, uh, just know that uh, July 3rd is the release date on Disney Plus for Hamilton. I know uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda, uh, Mr. Hamilton. Uh, has tweeted, may you always be satisfied. And if, I mean, my daughter has been running around this house singing from the musical Hamilton for the past month, month and a half. And I mean, all I've heard is Hamilton and the history of, and all the characters and all the songs. So, I'm just waiting for it to get out of her system. Just waiting for it to get out of her system. Perhaps once the Disney Plus show gets released, it'll be out of her system and I won't have to spend $8 billion to take her to see the actual Hamilton Broadway show. Could happen. It could happen. I know. I know. Now, there's also other good news today that... uh, that I need to tell you about. And it's a product that's going to bring you some pain relief. And what is that product? Relief Factor. Relieffactor.com is where you need to go. But 
you know, it's been reported that over 50 million people in America are going to miss work due to pain. I understand that feeling. Uh, at least I used to understand that feeling until I started taking Relief Factor. Now, at one point, I ran out of Relief Factor. Don't let that happen to you. If you get your three-week quick start for 1995, just know that once it starts working, don't run out. Relieffactor.com. Because if you run out, you're going to go, um, my joints are hurting again. I wonder why. Uh, you're out of Relief Factor. Don't let that happen. Go to relieffactor.com. Get your three-week quick start for only $19.95. And then keep going. Because you're going to want to keep going. Okay? Uh, you know, instead of spending over $2,000 a year on pain relief and thinking about missing work and realizing that 66% of those 50 million Americans expect to live the rest of their life with some pain. Well, you can live the rest of your life with less pain, with Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com. Get the three-week quick start. It's nineteen ninety-five. 70% of the people who order the three-week quick start go on to order more. I'm sure that you will be one of those people because I, it was incredible to me that I thought, well, as eh, it work? Yeah, I guess it does. Yeah, I guess it does. It's okay. And then you don't have it anymore. And you realize, uh, duh, that's why you felt better because of Relief Factor. So go to relieffactor.com. Get the three-week quick start for only $19.95, relieffactor.com. Now, there's plenty of things going on in the food industry, and I know it's a surprise that I, you know, I follow a little bit of the food industry that's going on, but China has now suspended poultry imports from Tyson Foods after an Arkansas plant uh, had some coronavirus cases. So China is suspending Poultry imports from Tyson Foods. Okay. All right. And this comes about the same time that, remember, we talked about the U.S.-European trade talks stalled over unsafe American food. Oh. Okay. No problem. No problem. Now, I will say, I know that, uh, you know, Aldi and uh, HV or high V or whatever the hell that store is and Jewel Osco, uh, you know, they are, uh, recalling their garden salad mix. And I mean, I know, I know they've got some, uh, Clylosphoria. What is it? Cyclosphoria infections. I just would have the computer voice. I'm sorry. I don't have that computer voice for you. So it's C Y C L O S P O R A infections, uh, potentially linked to certain store brands of, garden salad mix. Now I will say that when I saw that, I said to myself, huh, well, I don't have to worry about that. I was trying to remember the last time I actually purchased a garden salad mix. And I can't recall the last time I purchased a garden salad mix, but if you can keep an eye out. Okay. And the FDA is now asking consumers to stop using hand sanitizers manufactured by a company from Mexico that could 
contain a potentially toxic substance. Oh, okay. That's advisory on nine sanitizers from Mexico. Uh, the All Clean Hand Sanitizer, the Esk Biochem Hand Sanitizer, Clean Care No Germ Advanced Hand Sanitizer, the Lavar 70 Gel Hand Sanitizer, the Good Gel Antibacterial Gel Hand Sanitizer, the Clean Care No Germ Advanced Hand Sanitizer, the Clean Care No Germ Advanced Hand Sanitizer with 75% alcohol and not 80% alcohol, the Clean Care No Germ Advanced Hand Sanitizer with 80% alcohol but it has the uh, number of 7458900301 not the 7458900503 i know <laughs> i know and of course the not to uh not mention all of them the saniderm advanced hand sanitizer so keep an eye out i mean it's we do we use and do we mask do we not mask do we see, I saw a story, uh, in fact, I saw the story where they're saying there's, the guys have said that the sun now kills the, uh, the germs of coronavirus with a new study. I guarantee they'll back off of that. They'll back off of that very soon. Now, two retired U.S. Army and Food and Drug Administration uh, guys, scientists, uh, they, I guess, examined how well the UVB in sunlight was in destroying the virus. And they claim that, uh, the stay at home orders actually, uh, you know, may have been more harmful than good. Huh? Really weird. So we could have made the choice like we were already making before the lockdown and it would have done just as good. Interesting. I thought for sure yesterday, uh, here in Texas, that the governor was going to go back to a lockdown. Man, he was saying the numbers are going up. It's unacceptable. He's allowing all these uh, counties and municipalities to do their mask rules. Not laws, by the way. Just their rules of if you're out in public and you can't, be within, you know, social distance, six feet of everybody, you have to wear a mask. And that doesn't matter. I mean, out in public and inside doesn't matter. Okay. Well, isn't that special? And I saw, did you see, did you see the stupid video of the guy trying to go into a Walmart in Orlando and he's not wearing a mask. And of course, Orlando where he lives in his area has, you know, the, the mask Nazis, that uh, you know, everyone has to wear a mask no matter where you're at when you're out in public. Now, I thought, like, the person at Walmart was a real, I mean, head case on kicking this guy out of the store and not allowing him in the store. I mean, why didn't he just say he was there to protest? They would have let him right in. He didn't need a mask on if he was there to protest. I would say that Walmart needs to apologize for that. I know that they're going to say, well, they were just following the rules of the county or the city that they were in. But I mean, I don't know that the greeter at Walmart is the official rule guy for the county and the city and the Walmart store. I mean, at some point, I mean, the guy followed him down the aisle. 
He fell down at one point at the beginning when he was just walking into the store, walked into the aisle, uh, and you know he chases him down an aisle because he wasn't wearing a mask. I mean, it's just amazing. Now, I guess the guy did leave and, you know, eventually leave and come back with a mask. I would not have. I, I, there's no way I would not have done it. It's just, I, I can't believe that the greeter at Walmart is chasing people down to kick somebody out of the store. That can't stand. It cannot stand. Walmart can't have that. They've got, I mean, I believe that they have people saying, uh, you know, you're supposed to wear a mask and that's the, that's the new, you know, our County rule, our County law, our County mandate. It's not a law. Okay. It's a, just a, just a ruling, a mandate, but I can't believe that they're going to let that stand. We're going to have the greeter chase people down. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. That's not going to happen. And I would hope that, uh, Walmart uh, does something about that. That that just can't stand. I'm sorry, it just can't. We're chasing have people, uh, the greeter chasing down customers, and his mask is falling down his face, and then it shows two other Walmart employees coming up to help with the removal of this possible customer. That's this horrible person that's killing everyone because he's not wearing a mask. Uh, his mask is falling down and there was one Walmart employee coming up that didn't have a mask on. So, okay. What, what's going on? I just, I just can't, we need to, we need to go back to being able to, you make the decision. And I know, I know we've been over it and it just seems like, it just seems like we're beating a dead horse. Well, maybe the horse should have worn a mask. So did you see in uh, England at the uh, Premier League game uh, between Manchester City and Burnley uh, where, and I, I'm surprised this plane did not get shot out of the air. So they opened the, the game and I guess everyone was taking a knee in support of the Black Lives Matter movement, which, I mean, why wouldn't you do that in a, Soccer game in England. But uh, then over the stadium flies a little plane pulling a banner that says White Lives Matter Burnley. I can't believe it didn't get shot out of the air. I mean, just bring it down. Just shoot it out. That's what's going to they're going to put they're going to put weapons at the top of all stadiums now. So if uh, if a banner plane flies over with a banner that's not Black Lives Matter, it gets shot out of the air. That's what's going to happen. So the police are now looking whether to establish a criminal offense or not. Okay, I, guaranteed it will be. They will find a way. There's no doubt about that. Now, according to uh, according to the team and some of the local supporters, that the people who did it is uh, a social media group. What they're calling it, you know, is that they uh, they support the team which obviously the team, I mean, the team distanced themselves as much as possible. We had nothing to do with it. We didn't even know it was going to happen. And, uh, we're, you know, we're obviously sorry. So it's another website, uh, the, the, and the airport 
said, we're not going to have any planes fly out of here anymore that could fly banners. We're sorry. We don't know what happened. So more businesses go down. No more, no more banner flying, at least out of that airport until we have an okay on the banner. So, okay. All right. Good. And what is going on with the Bubba Wallace thing on NASCAR? Now that I'm thinking about it, holy cow. Was there a noose? Was there not a noose? Was I saw pictures today that showed the garage door rope that they open and close the garage doors. You'd think it would be, you know, remote control, but you know, it wasn't. That is uh, is a rope that's on the garage door that's tied into a, you know, a, a noose. And that's what was the noose. I, I don't know. Was, was there a noose left there? We haven't seen any pictures of it. There are other people that have showed pictures of the garage. There's no actual footage because that area, I guess, doesn't have cameras, but it's a pretty secure area for the NASCAR drivers. I mean, that's where they work on their cars and stuff. You don't just, you know, Billy Bob isn't just walking in uh, to the garage area. Uh, I, I hope that it's not a Jesse Smollett thing. I hope it's not. I hope it was. I hope it was something that was misidentified as a noose, where it was just a rope, and someone said, "Oh, look at that! Looks just like a noose." I bet it is. He looks kind of like uh, Juicy Smollett, though. What's that? He looks like Juicy. <laughs> he does. He has that 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 look of uh, of juicy, you know, light brown, not fully black hair. Have they ever been pictured together? Oh, that's a good one. I don't know. I don't know if they have or not. I mean, is Bubba Wallace Jesse? And then I see a story where his mom says that he's. She was talking to uh, uh, some show on Sirius. And said it's not the first time that uh, her son has had hate directed his way. Really? Uh, if he gets into into it with another driver, they're quick to bring out the N-word. Really? Really? Do you, I, I mean, do you honestly believe that? Do you honestly believe that if he gets into it with other drivers over whatever they're getting into it uh, about and they start bringing out the N word. By the way, if we yeah. if you want to talk about you know juicy and the possibility of <laughs> Bubba Wallace, now, did you do you remember the the poisoning of the cops on Shaychak? Remember that? Yes. Uh-uh. It didn't happen. Well, they said that there was no, uh, their original comment was a weird comment and I, I don't have it in front of me, but their original comment was that it, it wasn't tasted funny. It tasted weird and they didn't No, understand. no, but I'm talking about what the, what the, um, uh, uh, investigation right away. I mean, it was like the next day, it might even have been the same day that the police said that it wasn't. Uh, malicious from Shake Shack. It was really weird. That made it seem like it was, you know, it was, it was almost like it was the cops' fault. I gotta find it now. Anyway, what is there a new report on it now? Yeah, because the shakes already pre-made. 
Right. So the cops say that they didn't taste or sm or they didn't taste or smell right. So they threw the drinks in the trash and right. alerted the manager, who apologized and issued them vouchers for free food, which they accepted according to sources. Um, so now they're saying like it really wasn't, but they're blaming the sergeant and the lieutenant because they're the ones who blew it out of proportion stating that um, they started to throw up after drinking the beverages they got from Shake Shack on 200 uh, Broadway. Right. I see where they're saying that uh, they were falsely claimed, where they falsely claimed they'd be poisoned. But that the original report uh, finds no wrongdoing by Shake Shack employees. And that, of course, says after the officers got sick from milkshakes, which they're saying now they did not, right? Yeah, yeah, because according to the lieutenant, he threw an email out to the union reps saying that six cop have been getting sick after they ate at Cheshack at 200 Broadway. Right. I mean, I've been, I personally, and I know this is going to come as a surprise, uh, you know, I've been to that particular Shake Shack numerous times. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Shake Shack. Can in we fact, stop? our studio, our studios in New York were a block away. So, uh, you know, you run into run into the studio. Not that we would have people go down there and stand in line during the week, but like when I would go into when I would go into the city, the summer that I lived in uh, Weehawken, uh, right there just outside of Manhattan, I would come into the I would come into the city on Saturdays. Just to you know, work and hang out at the studios and putz around, and we, you know, Glenn and I would go out. Anyway, it uh, I would always because if you go in at the right time, it's pre-standing in a long line, so you get what you want to get out of there. Take it up to the studios. Oh, awesome! But can Love we stop with shake. the fake allegations? Yes, and this is what this was the original uh, the, the original statement was uh, that. There was no criminality by employees. That's a weird statement. I'm sorry. I just, I, that's why I didn't buy it from the very beginning. I just didn't. I mean, that was like right then they had launched their investigation because they claimed that they had these officers getting sick, right? Or they were, you know, poisoned. It's called food poisoning. Yeah. And, and that the officers had fallen ill. And then they determined that. There was no criminality by employees, so that was, you know, it was a mistake that these officers got sick. They drank something they weren't supposed to drink, or it was just made up. It was just, it was just a weird statement to me from the very beginning. Yeah, and then and of course, it's it's getting to the point where like all these allegations are just they're damaging. They're damaging both sides. Oh no, question. And, and one of the things that we need to, you know, this this also. Uh, highlights the fact that maybe we need to wait for the investigations. No, no, we burned it down. Now. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I <laughs> we burn it down and then we find out what happens, or no, we don't we, care. No, we just burn it down and, okay. and find the next person to burn. Whatever we thought, that's what happened. Doesn't matter. Just burn it. Okay. All right. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. No, that's, that's not what, what I want to do. That's no, you what, just said though. That's what America wants to do now. No, but aren't you an American? No, I'm Puerto Rican.
to Puerto Rican. Uh, I saw where AOC is saying what we've been saying here on Chewing the Fat all along. To subscribe to Spotify? <laughs> I know. Yes, she said that in her interview with Telemundo. On, uh, I, I don't even know the show that she was on. I was looking for the stupid Telemundo show. Who knows? It was a riveting show with both on their laptops, both doing a, a, you know the interview. It was great. I did see it on a on a Quibi news show. I don't even I don't know where it was from, but she talked about how uh, she feels that uh, you, Chris Cruz, Who? are 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 one of the one of the brothers. Nope, that's what she said. Nope. Well, I mean, her quote was something else. Um, and you know, we don't play AOC enough on this show. I think you were just saying that yesterday, and uh, I thought. And now that no. you talk about race, uh, what do you think the Latinx community should do to stop racism? By the way, it's not Latinx because I don't work in the porn industry. It's Latino or Latina. <laughs> no, it's Latinx. We tell a Mundo interview, it's Latinx. Okay. Them and among other races. Get the music yeah, with well, this too. I, the first thing that's so important nice. is for us to talk about racism within our community and right. how we fit both how we are both impacted by racism in the United States and across the world, but also how it exists within our own communities. And, um, you know, a lot of times I'll hear people Wait. say, okay, this is about Black Lives Matter. What about Latinos? And I always say... Latinos. I thought it was Latinx. Latinos. What about Latinos? I thought it was no, for Latinx. For her, it's Latinos. Though. Okay. All right. Got it. Latinos are black. <laughs> we, are, we are Afro-Latina. <laughs> Right. Hold on, I gotta rewind that and right? get, get the full statement because I paused it, and we may have, we may have missed something else that she said. So hold on, what did you say, AOC? Latinos are black. <laughs> Latinos are. I'm sorry, honey. I need you to repeat one more time. Speak into the microphone. That's that. Wh what? Latinos, and I always say Latinos are black. <laughs> we we are Afro Latina, and um, we we run. We are Afro Latina. What Thank the you. bleeping crap is that? That is awesome. So I you're in, man. Not black. You are in. I am not black. No, you're in. In a good day, maybe if the sun is out and I've been out all day, maybe I turn a little bit darker. But I am not black. There's nothing against of being black, but like. No, you sounded like you had something against it. Nothing against black, but like. You sounded like. Are we good, yeah. are we erasing brown people? Is is that what we're doing now? Is let's erase the the whites and then the browns and. Uh, and by the way, awesome. stupid Lat awesome. stupid Afro Latina. You say you said you are Puerto Rican, right? So like, you are not even a Latino. You don't Wait, is she, she is Puerto Rican, Yeah, right? she's Puerto Rican, yeah. Yeah, okay. You don't even, she is one, one of you. That's what I'm saying. So that like, you don't even qualify under the umbrella of like Latino. Maybe, <laughs> no, but, I'll, but, maybe I'll give you Hispanic. Maybe, but no, you're freaking... Well, she was born in New York. So but you give her Hispanic, I'll, but you're not going to give her Latinos no, or Latinx? Or Latinx or Afro-Latina. Even with sexy music playing? I mean, no, no. And by, this is disgusting, dude. Like, dude. I always say Latinos are black. Why? <laughs> We're not. 
That is awesome. She is. She is. She is. I'm, I'm sorry. What, what did you say again, AOC? Latinos are black. We are Afro-Latina. And we run in. She's so uh, dumb. I can't. I can't let you finish a segment like this. So I'm going to call this segment the... Allow me to introduce myself. I am Placido Domingo. Did Man, you I, see... I hate... Now, I, I got to tell you. You kind of pissed me off now, man. Don't be putting my boy in with us. Oh, no, no, no. I'm transitioning. It's a transition. It's a brand new segment. Okay. All a right. brand new segment. So. And I'm going to call it the... <laughs> Allow me to introduce myself. I am Placido Domingo. Now, this has nothing to do with the Oprah, opera, you know, uh, sex scandals out there. But did you see what happened at the Grand Teatre del Lucio Opera House in Barcelona, Spain? Oh, no. You did not see what happened? Okay, I'm going oh, no. to play a little bit. Okay, I want you to close your eyes. Oh, no. Okay, and, uh, I close my eyes. Close your eyes, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a little bit for you. Alright, and this is where? This is at the Gran Teatre de Luceo Opera House in Barcelona, Spain. Be careful calling me that again, but go ahead. I still have to have my eyes closed. Yes. Okay. Okay, I'm playing you that, Jeffy, because it's like amazing. <laughs> I still have my eyes closed. Oh, you can open your so eyes. You know. Sorry, sorry. Oh. And for those of you driving, please open your eyes because you're about to hit the the guardrail. Um, <laughs> the Gran Teatre de Luceo Opera House in Barcelona, Spain, yes. opened its door for the first time in three months to yeah. hold a concert for an audience of nearly 2,300 2300 Fisher. Awesome. Brand new, you know, it, this is Spain. I mean, this is Barcelona, uh, Spain, you know, right next to Italy. 2300 house plants. No, wait. 2300 house plants. So, at each, even at the Fisher, I, you're going to have to tweet a picture of this. On each seat, awesome. there's a house plant. Well, that, we all know we've it's been recognized for years. Yes, not that Latinos are black, but that uh, plants react to, to music, conversation, and to music, to positive and thinking. So, you could, you know, you could say, "You stupid plant," and it boom. Yeah, it dies. you shouldn't do that. You should never do that. They die. No. But you say, no, hey, honey, no. oh my God, you're looking so good today. Look at that. Look at that yeah. blooming. You look blooming like a beautiful plant. And they go, "Oh, hello." Hi. I know. In fact, it, a lot of those plants were counting on hearing. And you, know, you got to say, it's a very stressful day for all those plants because, my goodness... Being locked up in a home for three months, in order for them to uh, to come and now out. they're out. You know now they're able to get out. Now they're able to get I out. I wonder, did they? I mean, if you just I don't know if you if you know if you have plants in your home, but mm -hmm. if you have you know been around plants and mm -hmm. know about 
you know, raising plants, mm -hmm. you know, that if you water them and they haven't been watered in a while, you know, they leak unless you have a, you know, a catch-all bottom. Bottom, So yeah. I hope, I hope that they had a catch-all bottom so that the seeds weren't getting. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Placido Domingo. I mean, I hope, I hope he showed up. I hope he showed up too. And yes. And they're like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, Placido, Placido here. You can have my, my cash-all tray. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Placido Domingo. That is awesome. Or stupid, whatever way you're looking at it. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's, uh, it's awesome. Or stupid. I mean. Thank you for coming along for the ride today on Chewing the Fat. I want to do a quick reminder of uh, what you need to do as a listener, okay? Uh, instead of just sitting there or, you know, waiting at the red light and you're just, you know, tapping your thumbs on the steering wheel, listening to chewing the fat on, on blaze radio, uh, become a subscriber to chewing the fat podcast. And you might as well do it right now. The light just turned red. You got plenty of time. All right. You got plenty of time. So go to whatever platform you like Spotify and, uh, chewing the fat with, Yours truly, Jeff Fisher, chewing the fat and subscribe. And then, you know, then you're good. And then if you look up and uh, oh, shoot, the light's still red, you might as well go to the YouTube channel and, uh, you know, chewing the fat and subscribe there too as well and click the little bell for notifications. Now, if you look up and the light's green and you're in the middle of subscribing, just wait. I mean, even if somebody behind you gives you a little honk, honk, you just, you know, put up your right hand real quick. Like you heard them, but continue to subscribe. Well, I mean, what's the word? They're going to honk again. Big deal. You can't take a couple of honks while you're subscribing. I mean, look, this show is worth a couple of honks and you can quote me on that. Chewing the fat worth a couple of honks. There's no there's, there should, there's never going to be an argument about that. Never. Doing the fat is worth a couple of honks. I want to congratulate Richard Gear, uh, who just had uh, a new baby uh, born, a beautiful little baby. Uh, Richard is now seventy years of age. His wife is, uh, I think she's thirty six. So she's getting a little long on the tooth to have babies. <laughs> they get a little long on the tooth for Richard too, but she's just darn. They're just a happy couple, and they've got a new baby, and they're just as happy as could be. Uh, gosh darn it, I'm just happy for them, right? I'm just happy for them, and I hope you know they're living on their ranch up in New York and. They're just, they're just a happy couple. And they both already have children from previous marriages, of course. Duh. I mean, that goes without saying, really. But uh, they're just a happy couple on the ranch. And it's nothing like those. They're all, look. She's the one raising the kid with the nannies. You know, Richard is not doing that. We've already been over this with some other stars that are having babies at, a, at an advanced age. And... Uh, and I can understand as a person that's along the lines of advanced, I can understand the feeling 
that you end up with someone who's, you know, you have that age gap between the person that you are married to and, you know, the person that you're married to is like, I want to still have kids. I can still have kids. And you want to, all right, fine. All right, fine. But I, you know, I get to, I'll take a couple of pictures with them, but that's it. I'm not going to do anything. That's the kid's all yours. Anyway, congratulations. Congratulations. Did you realize this has happened in the state of Texas and it really concerns me? So now the Texas Alcoholic Beverage Commission, the TABC, did an undercover sting on local bars here in the Metroplex of where we live under their special Operation Safe Open. And they inspected 200 bars, all right? And they suspended permits of 17 bars because they were not uh, they were not operating under the safe open program thanks to COVID-19. So they weren't following protocols. So they have been suspended and can't be open. I mean, okay. All right. You have your under, undercover sting operations here in Texas with the Texas Alcoholic Beverage Commission. That's coming to an area near you probably right now as we speak. Already happening. Your local Alcoholic Beverage Commission is doing their undercover stings as places open up. And we found out on our uh, on my wife and I's little Zoom call uh, meet and greet last night, and thank you for joining those of you that uh, that participated. That uh, some places are opening up like this weekend, and some places we had one one uh, shoot. What's her name? Was talking about her city, who is kind of in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania has been one of the one of the toughest uh, lockdown areas, and her city is like, yeah, we're just going to do what we want. Uh-uh. You can wear a mask or not wear a mask, and uh, you decide, and that's the way it is. Huh. So at least there are some places that still think this is America. How many of you, uh, quickly, uh, how many of you have got a room or a side part of your garage or attic full of stuffed animals that you've purchased over the years? And you thought you didn't know what to do with them. Maybe you'll sell them in a yard sale. Does anybody want these old stuffed animals? You pull them out maybe a couple of times a year and look at them and maybe wash a couple of the old ones. And you you look at you set them up and you go, oh, my gosh, they're so cute. And then they collect dust and they're great for everybody's allergies. So you bag them up and put them away. Well, we need to send them to this Pawtucket woman. You see where the 86-year-old woman has created this, what she's calling a zoo in her front yard? And she's got all stuffed animals. And some of the animals are statues, but most of them are stuffed animals in her yard. Now, I will say, perhaps maybe somebody needs to stop by and help her with a little bit of yard work uh, prior to opening up a zoo. But it is a zoo, so, you know, zoos aren't necessarily there for, you know, yard work trimmings. But I say we send all our stuffed animals to this lady. She's saying bring them by. She's saying I built a zoo in my front yard. I used my... Uh, COVID-19 stimulus money. I bought giant stuffed animals uh, and I have them in the front yard and people just come by and there's a little sign, handmade sign on the gate that says, welcome to the zoo. 
and she's got them on the front. She wants people to come by and look at the animals and wave to her and have a good time. But she just wants people to just to smile. And she asked, you know, if you'd like to donate, she'd be happy to put them in their zoo. So I say we mail all of them. Now, maybe she'll give them out to someone else after. But I say, out of the kindness of our hearts, I say that we help the Pawtucket woman out and send her all of our stuffed animals so that she, in fact, can have a stuffed animal zoo, even if it's just piled up stuffed animals in the front yard, which would actually be a really funny zoo. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. So did you catch Perry Mason on HBO Max on Sunday night? And it was pretty good. It was a different take on Perry Mason. But, uh, I, you know, I enjoyed it. And it's one of those one of those shows set back in the, in the 30s and the 40s. And it's just, you know, everybody smokes. And it's so, I mean, it's becoming more and more difficult for me not to smoke. And so I'm blaming it on, I'm blaming it on television shows, but I will say that it's another reason why, like this is a weekly show and a Yellowstone, which is a weekly show on Paramount started Sunday. So, you know, I watched them both. I almost don't want to watch them. I want to wait so that I could just binge them because it's so much better, uh, to me to uh just binge the show i want to see just let me sit down and watch four or five six episodes in a row uh, i mean I, we've become so spoiled or at least i have this waiting is like we were cavemen again waiting for the show to come back on but it is an example of perry mason you know to and i, I well i'll talk to you a little bit about the the original perry mason too but right now the the show on hbo max is a little bit different take uh, you know, Perry is not an attorney. He's a, uh, uh, snoop, you know, private detective. And, uh, but the opening show checked off all the boxes, right? TVMA, adult content, adult language, nudity, strong sexual content, violence. I'm in, I'm in. So don't forget. That's how they, that's how they hook you though. Right, we've talked about that before. As we get along into the season, you can bet it's going to be adult content, adult language, mild violence. That'll be it. There won't, the nudity will be gone. The strong sexual content will be gone. I mean, it's just that that's how they get you. I mean, that's how they get me. Uh, you know, they get me in the first couple of episodes with the uh, every box checked: uh, adult content, adult language, nudity, strong sexual content, violence. Okay, I'm in. You got me. No problem. And you just keep waiting for all of those boxes to get checked again. And it doesn't come. It doesn't happen. So, you you could wait on that. I read a great story on the guy who wrote Perry Mason, Earl Stanley Gardner. Uh, A great story on him this weekend. And uh, it talked about his life. And you want to talk about a guy that lived his American dream and created an icon at the same time. It was just incredible. Now get this at the time of his life, at the time of his death. All right. 
uh, he had cited sales of more than 170 million books in the U.S. alone. Okay? He uh, had sold, the publisher said that Earl Stanley Gardner in the mid-60s sold 2,000 books an hour, eight hours a day, 365 days a year. (laughs) There is nobody, uh, no one coming close to that, my friends, in today's world. No way. He said that he wrote 100,000 words a month for about 50 years. Uh, just amazing writer. And he, you know, he obviously, you know, wrote the Perry Mason, uh, series, but it talked about his life and being born in 1889 in Massachusetts and being raised in California and loved to be out on the open road and out in nature. So he used to get campers and go out in the middle of nowhere and write. He would take his secretary and just go out in the middle of nowhere and, and write for, you know, days on end and just be wanting to be left alone outside writing which is, you know, incredible. You find your, you find your way. Right. And talked about how he, uh, grew up, uh, and when he was young, he used to fight in, uh, in illegal fights. And in fact, he got kicked out of school, uh, for slugging a professor. And so he then worked in a law office after he got kicked out of school in 1911 and then passed the state bar exam without ever attending law school. All right, that's how smart this guy was, Earl Stanley Gardner. And for the next 20 years, he just litigated stuff before he even started writing books. And he did one of his, uh, one of his great, he said he loved to uh, you know, fight for underdogs, which is, you know, of course, the, you know, the beginning of the thoughts of Perry Mason. But uh, one of his big cases that they talk about was uh, 20 Chinese men accused of running an illegal lottery. So what Gardner did as an attorney had all the men switch places at their various businesses. And when the police arrived to arrest them and book them, they were misidentified. And at the trial, Gardner's like, "Um, if the cops couldn't tell their suspects apart, the eyewitnesses uh, are unreliable as well. So the case was dismissed. Take care. Get out of here. You're not, my people are not guilty. (laughs) That is awesome. And it talked about how he got, uh, how he picked Raymond Burr to play Perry Mason. He was there. He had creative control of the television series. And uh, Raymond was there auditioning for the role of Hamilton Berger, the district attorney. And when he came on set, Earl Stanley Gardner said, that's Perry Mason. Uh, That's him. He gets the role. He's the guy. He's Perry Mason. That's him. Rubber's done. Done deal. And that's how, uh, that's how Raymond Burr became Perry Mason. And, you know, there was obviously a television icon, but he had uh, 80 Perry Mason novels. He was writing stuff in magazines and cowboy stories and science fiction stories and travelogues and mystery series. I mean, the guy was incredible, right? I mean, he's writing a hundred thousand words a month for 50 years. You're doing some, you're doing some writing and you're doing some creating just amazing guy, amazing guy. And, uh, I was just fascinated by Earl Stanley Gardner. Uh, I thought. Oh, I'm going to tell you about him. 